Harry, you have requested twice now. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm saying yes. I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> um, you have requested twice now to uh, get someone to track the opening stats for the or the stats for the roles. Yeah. Oh, please tell me you did it. I actually did it. No, I wrote it down. So like it, yeah. When I, I said I someone, said, I went you. So, so this is episode 13. So this is the previous dozen. 12, 12 plus all of the specials we've done. All six Plus of all specials. specials. You're right. Okay. Um, I'll, nice. I'll tell you this right now. I didn't bother to do anything for the Wizards Tower episode because it's so long and a lot of times we didn't announce what we got. Right. So it's just like, oh, I'm going third. Uh, that doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Fair enough. And especially when the DM is rolling multiple people. Let us guess. Right? So we'll throw them. I imagine it's so, categories. So there's categories. I have ten categories. It's going to be a little bit of a long I'm going to guess. Opening, I'm but guess. I want you guys to... Let us guess as yeah. you go, yeah. All right. So uh, first of all, who goes first most often? You. Adam. Definitely, definitely. You're, you're both right, seventy percent of the time. <laughs> how, how much? Yes, I, uh, I want numbers. I actually figured out sixty-five. No, what? I I think it's high. I think it's, you got a solid A. You're you're at eighty-six. I think sixty-five. Eighty-six to ninety percent. And then where the where the other thirty-five percent? No, no. It's it's how often I roll the inspiration dice first, not how often I talk. Oh, it's not okay. Uh, eighty percent. I yeah. still think you're fairly high. Forty-two uh, percent of the time, eighteen out of forty-three rolls that I've done. I have gone first. Of the initiative rolls, yeah. you've gone first? 18 out of 43. 42. Feels think higher. It, you should be kind of one-third, right? It should be 33? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, who goes second most often? Oh, yeah, me. Dan. Dan? Uh, yeah. Percentage? Uh, uh, so, you were what, I, I think I got the 33. I 42. You're probably about... I, I think I got the 33. I got about the 30. 33%. Yeah, and that'll be the, whatever the math is for the remainder. You roll second more than I roll first. You get second 46% of the time. How is... <laughs> I just don't pay attention to the to the middle I'm, role. Right? I'm I'm okay with being middling. Yeah. This is why that's, I, this that's is why gross. I believe it's weird that Dan's just happy in the middle. This is why I don't believe math to be real. It's a social construct. It doesn't exist. <laughs> and when when flat Earth becomes revealed to be true, and the wizard see. people from episode ten <laughs> stand up, <laughs> the lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so gee guys, who goes last? Me. Almost. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. Absolutely. You know that's that's not like uh, mutually exclusive. You could go first the most and last the most. Yeah, right? yeah. But yeah, you're right, Terry. How much percentage wise? Did I go last? Sixty five percent of the time. I'm gonna go with thirty three. Uh, it is fifty three percent of the time. Over half. You go. I go last, last over half the time. Over that's, half. Now this, uh, this is criminal. <laughs> it is absolutely criminal. The, the, the other luck with dice. The other caveat that I have here is the fact that you and I have rolled forty three times. Dan's rolled forty one. Because when we did the... Uh, How did I, I roll say, two less times than everybody? Uh, it we did was two the, episodes without you. Yeah. <laughs> I edit them. When? <laughs> uh, episode 11, where Terry and I are rolling. This is the lore episode we did oh, on Forgotten yeah. Realms. Yeah. Where we were rolling to ask you questions, and you asked us questions, and we rolled to see you one first. Yeah. We did four rolls that episode, and Terry oh. and I did it. Did it okay, twice, cool. So, when you didn't. So, anyway. Uh, I just want to say, all of the like numbers nerds are like... Losing their minds right now with it, joy. It's like the dragons, you know, there's about 15 percent yeah. of the people out there that are absolutely in love. They're statisticians. Right? I, I, I I got oh a friend right God, now who's robots. listening to this, uh, drooling and wondering what your spreadsheets look like. All of us, fe- the, all of us females, all of us feelers and emotional types are like, get to no, the role yeah. play. Uh, all right, hold <laughs> I on. don't care about your wizardry. I, I also like how like you and I are more feeling based people, and yep. there's Adams who's more analytical, and like we needed two of us at the table. Just to balance off Adam. 
Yeah. You need emotion, otherwise you're cold and you can't connect with people. Yeah. Why do you look directly at me? You guys have literally like sided <laughs> on the you, room. As you are the one. There's as, a table between us. As now. you are the one who's actively trying to connect with us right now by, <laughs> make, by playing a game. And I'm like, no, you need to do better connecting with people, Adam. <laughs> so, so the other nine. So yeah, the, the other seven categories, now that you guys have got totally off the rails. <laughs> who ties the most often? Uh, oh, you and I. Uh, I yeah, I think. No, 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 no just, just one person. Just who ties the most off? Oh, oh I'd say you. you, Adam. How much? How? What's the percentage of all? Forty percent of the no. Oh, of the percentage of the overall. No, the percentage of of the number of times that we've tied. There have been six ties. Okay. Oh, I'd you've done it four times. You've done at least four. Yeah, you're probably like, what, what's that math? Internet sixty percent. Yeah, the math. Yeah, sixty. That's about sixty percent. A hundred percent of the time, I have tied every time. You guys have never oh, tied really? with each other. Really? We've yeah. never tied together, Dan. Yeah. Oh. You have both. We've never crossed the streams. I mean... Uh, yeah. No, it's... Uh, Terry has tied with me three times. Mm. Dan tied with me three, three times. Three times? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I like the one where we rolled a tie. This was in episode seven or six. We rolled a tie... Um, so then we re-rolled, and then the number you that rolled, rolled was, was a tie with Terry. Yeah, but I because, didn't even include that. Yeah. yeah. I think my brain shut down on that one. <laughs> uh, you guys figure this out. Who crits most often? There should be 5% of the time. I don't think I've ever Someone crit. should crit. I've never crit. In Dungeons & Dragons I think, it's, I think it's me. <laughs> I think I'm the one yeah. that's crit the most. I think Dan's crit the most. Uh, you, sir, did not. You have oh. crit uh, never. Oh. <laughs> Once okay. again, I listened to you, and it was wrong. Yeah, uh, Dan. Dan has never crit. Uh, I have <sighs> story of my role playing life right there. <laughs> uh, story of my life in general. I crit three times out of forty seven percent of the time, so higher than average. Who botches most often? Me, definitely me. In this, in in the game, the, our home game, Dan. It's me. Oh, in the, thirteen times, times in one, one session. session. In the That's podcast, it's me. Yeah, absolutely. Nine percent of the time. That is I almost nine percent of the time. Yeah. So, so he, so here are the numbers. I botched on ones and twos. I have tied six percent of the time. You guys have each tied three, or, or sorry, six times. You guys have each tied three. I have crit three times. Terry's crit twice. Dan's never crit. Oh, I've crit. Yep, you've botched four times, Terry. Yep. Dan, you've botched three times. I've never botched. I've never rolled a one on the deep. Suspicious as Adam is it's our ridiculous. DM. <laughs> So I'm, I'm starting to think he uses weighted dice, except I bought him the dice that he's, he's using. Very and also, I used yours use. for the first like three or four recordings. My dice hate me though. That's yeah. a well-established fact. This one fact. sucked for me last time. All right, what is the average? Screen? What is the average roll during the mailbag episode? Average roll. Oh shit! I feel during, like, so during the mailbag when we were oh, rolling all like the different of, ones. No, there was a lot of tens. I feel like we kept saying ten. I'm I think it was 10. eight. All right, so. The average roll was slightly below at exactly 9.1%. Right. Uh, or so sorry, or sorry, sorry uh, not percent. 9.1. 9. Um, 9.1 out of died. 20. Right. But what did Dan roll? Um, like uh, but, like but by average. Do you think he came in first, second, or third in the mailbag? Oh, first. I rolled like, high fairly like rolled often. At higher numbers? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was... From six, what I remember. 15s like, and 16s? We recorded that so long ago. Like, yeah. All right. How, where did you roll? Higher or lower? Lower. Lower. As is tradition. As is tradition. Uh, and so I went second in your... Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, Dan rolled the lowest. He, got, he rolled 8.7 by average. How dare you? You oh, rolled 9.1 exactly, like right in the thing. Right. I rolled an even 10. Perfect on the die. 
the exact <laughs> average. <laughs> so like this blew my mind. Uh, do you guys know who missed a turn during the mailbag episode? Mm, Dan. We went three times. Uh, there are three of us, and we did twenty questions. So it should have been seven apiece, up to twenty-one, but we only did twenty. Who missed a turn? You did. No, I, think, I don't think I, I did. No, I think you did. No, no, I think it was him because he's the one who put together the questions. So I think he fell on that sword. I think it was you. I'm pretty sure it was Adam. No, I think it was Dan. Oh, but you just smiled a little bit. I think it was Adam. Don't play poker. <laughs> uh, no, I should always play poker. It was Dan. <laughs> why do, I why do you side with me? Myself? Why do you never, side with me? Why do you ever side I, with this me? This is it. Last time, it's on the internet. I'm never siding with you again. Anytime you give me any advice ever, I'm going with the opposite. Also known as every single episode of the podcast up to here. Never again. <laughs> i got to stick with my guns. Who misses the dice box most often? Me. Terry. All right. <laughs> How much? Give me a percentage. Oh, fifteen uh, percent of the time. Uh, percentage? I think it's been four times. So I'm. Uh, so whatever 8%? that is. Percent. I I would just totally like to point wrong. out to the world as well. I probably have just the shape of the dice box and the fact that I'm sat sideways to it. I have the easiest target. I think you, you do. Guys, yeah, you, you guys have a narrower target. You do. Yeah. yeah. For you, it's like a bowling lane. For me, it's like a pool. But the thing <laughs> is, it's it's just like playing with you at D and D. You miss the b- dice box all the time at D and D. I do. Uh, yeah, you do miss it most often. Dan's missed it once. You've missed it three times. Only three? Oh, okay, that's all right. Yeah, uh, but yours are the only ones that hit the floor. Dan's just landed on the table. Okay, good point. Yeah, uh, well I've never, I've never missed it. Who, however, grabs dice the wrong dice most often? Hi, uh, that would Dan, be Dan. this guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's always mine, and I always correct you because stop touching my dice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two out of forty-one times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do they yeah. feel heavier when did you grab you, Adam's you, dice? Oh yeah, all like the, yeah. On, on one particular side. Well, there's like three of them. Sometimes yeah. it's kind of <laughs> off. I, yeah, it, it it swings a little left. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I have never missed the dice box, and Terry and I have never grabbed the wrong die. So I'm winning dice, guys. So I, I I do have one question. Yeah. How many times to- did uh, if you have this number? Sure. How many times did I change the number of a dice that was already rolled by rolling my dice? Because I have done oh, that from, at least from, twice. Yeah, you've had oh, good numbers hitting this. I, I, I started over. tracking it, and then there were a couple times we went, "Oh damn!" Oh, and I didn't know what that meant. Oh, all right. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, between four and six. Cool. Between four cool. and six times. Um, I'm a sniper with my dice. So just to be clear, here's the last thing in the mailbag episode. There's no question for this. In the mailbag episode, um, the highest roll was me with a 19. The lowest roll was me with a two. Hmm. But I averaged 19 and 2, right? Not 1 and 20, 19 and 2, and I averaged 10. 10. Which was just freaking bizarre. Nice. And Dan, who said that he rolled high the whole episode, and it was fine, didn't roll higher than a 12. Oh, really? I thought you were getting like 15s and 16s. I thought I was getting like 15s. 5, 16s. 6, 9, 9, 11, 12. That was you. Hmm. Not in that order, but that, yeah. that was you. Yeah. Terry, you, you would have been you would have won, but you rolled two threes. Yeah. Like 3, 3, 8, 10, 10, 11. Classic. So, anyway. Probably like the higher numbers on like the perception check of a wide open meadow or something like so that. So, because I'm winning, and remember, I rolled a d12 for one session as yeah, well. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, yeah. because I'm winning, I'm going to hedge my bets again. I'm going to roll disadvantage this, this session. Yeah. This episode. No, there's okay. too many dice. Dan's so, going to grab two of the wrong ones. <laughs> I'm just going to grab all the dice and roll them all. So, yeah, mine are, mine are going to have purple on them. Yeah. Uh, mine, mine's a little... A little one that's super we know. effective. Mines, yeah. mines, mines, mines look like a bronze dragon. <coughs> Not a brass dragon? Not a brass dra- No. Okay, so anyway, we have a real episode to get to. Oh, yeah, yeah, the that's long right. intro. Yeah, we're talking about barbarians today. Uh, the, the class doesn't do math. Yeah, the class right. that, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, first we'll do the intro and then we'll get to it. Sure.
welcome to It's a Mimic with your DMs, Adam, Dan, and Terry. And we're back. Uh, welcome to It's a Mimic. Uh, I am DM Dan. Across the table from me is Adam, who apparently has the best dice luck at the table. We're going to prove that with my dice now. With yeah. Disadvantage. Um, and uh, to my left is Terry. Van City, pop, pop, pop. I'll never do that again. Yeah, I'm sorry. Please, I don't please. know what happened. I'll never do that again. I'll never do that again. That that impulsive behavior is befitting of this episode. Nobody respects Canadian suburban gangsters <laughs> like they should. Sorry to classified Canadian rapper who, yeah. Anyways, um, is he the one? Do we only have the one Canadian rapper? Drake. Who? Drake. Oh, the duck guy. Drake. The duck guy. Hey, it's a Drake. I guess so. Uh, I, I'm such a nerd. I think Drake. I go, oh, a wingless dragon. Yeah, no, I think of Mallard. Please. should have been Canadian Goose. Please right? stop ruining hip hop for everybody. He was the guy that that was on, like, uh, the Canadian TV show. Uh, You're talking about Degrassi? Degrassi, right now? yeah. Okay, I need you to be better. I need you to be better at pop culture. Okay, I need you to be better at this. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, you were the guy that said that you didn't like Lord of the Rings. Okay, no, well, nobody likes nine hours of hiking, to be honest. <laughs> it was 12 hours of hiking, and you know it. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, today we are starting our one of our many class features. Uh, we're going to be covering, um, going through the classes. By popular demand, we were asked to do it. So uh, we got this one. Next week, we're covering bards. It's going to be It's going to be a good couple weeks here. Um, but first, we need to cover my favorite class in the book. My home, my comfort blanket, the barbarian. Barbarian. Um, All right, hold on. Before you get started, everybody's looking at the title of this and going like, "Why? Why is it called this?" Um, barbarian it's a play on word, all the rage. No, before that, the, the full potential class, full potential. Oh yeah, right. Both the barbarian and the bard, because um, I get to name all the episodes. They were the two that, to me, really epitomize what they do more than any other thing. The ranger's a little druidy. The paladin's a little clericky. Right. I mean, the fighter fights. But so does everyone else. <laughs> so does everyone right. else. But the barbarian rages and the bard sings. Yeah. Nobody else like is tapped into emotion or or music, which was really interesting. And I thought that you know actually that's a great kind of point. Going, yeah, they're kind of, they're based around emotion as opposed to like skill. Yeah. Yeah. And so they are. I mean, I, I know that we have elves and dwarves and everything else, but I find they're the most human. They're coming from from the soul, from the heart. Right. God. And we'll talk so. about this later because it's. I feel it's a little criminal that a lot of barbarians are tend or are they are tended to be played very stoic until they rage. Yeah. And then they fly off the handle, right? So they're that they're that statuesque guy in the back of the party that is fairly quiet until the shit starts. Yeah, that's just because Arnold couldn't speak English, right? Well, <laughs> That's true. I watched a documentary yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm not that's joking. That was, that yeah, was, yeah, that's yeah. true. I'm, uh, I'm excited about this I, one. I'm going to be honest, Dan. I read, when I was reading through researching to get all my points correct uh, for this episode, I actually got excited about Barbarians. And uh, it made me want to play a Barbarian. Dude, they're so much fun. Which is yeah. funny because you said in the Meet the DMs episode that you hated That barbarians. I hated them and I'll never play them. And here we go. See, the thing is, I there's, think so, much, there's so much flavor injected in this class. Like, these are your quintessential raging... Uh, marauders they are your tribesmen they are your backwoods um muscle they are your but they're thugs they are your like they cover such a gamut of just the barely hinged to unhinged but but they, they don't just have to be that though they can be like the the mohawk uh indian like the tribal warriors yeah they, 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 uh, i'm sorry i said indian native american i uh 
but it could be Celts, like uh, yep. like the Scottish like uh, warriors. It could be Vikings, right? There's so many different. Yeah, yeah there's different, different ways you can go with it. Yeah, them. but everyone just seems to go Conan the Barbarian, like that, yeah. right? Well, which we'll talk about. Which is you know fair because that is where the iconic comes from. Is from him. Should so we, uh, first thing I want to do is I want to talk. Just get the rules out of the way. This is full potential. We're not going to be covering the rules super duper in depth. We're just kind of going to gloss over them because. You guys found us on a podcast app somewhere we think you could read. We'll let you read it. Yeah, you probably know what the player's handbook holds, but yeah. that's covered anyway. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who have a little bit of trouble reading, a la Barbarians, huh? Huh? Um, you are... <laughs> that took him three days to come up with. It did really <laughs> did. I just, um, the internet can't see this, but I just stared okay. you down. Yeah. <laughs> In, okay, what in, are you doing? In third edition, I think it was, they were illiterate by rule. Like, oh, I, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. They were, like, you actually had to take a different uh, scope, a different prestige class to gain reading with them. Like, it was awesome. Yeah, but back when 3.5 came out, you were illiterate too. Uh, <laughs> n- thank you. You're welcome. I'm barely literate now, so <laughs> we're we'll being nice to death. Anyways, because he was young. <laughs> Anyways, so you'll find on page 46 of your player's handbook. Uh, you'll see the big uh, strong. I believe this is Wolfgar from the Ari Salvatore books. We talked about him before. Wolfgar is a barbarian of the north. He's kind of the iconic through the Forgotten Realms. They've put him here. Uh, they are tall. They are muscular. They are brilliant fighters. They are very emotional with that stuff. Um, so what I want to do real quick is I'm just going to break down some of the basic rules. They're, they got the biggest hit point dice, hit dice in the game with their D12, which will tell you, these guys are designed to soak up damage. You'll also know that when and you ale. are... And ale. And ale, yeah. Uh, you will also find that when you're not wearing armor, you're going to get hit more, so you're going to like the fact that you have... A D twelve hit points. Right, but they get a they get an AC bonus. Uh, they from get other to add ways, their right? constitution. The, the to same with a modifier, monster, right? Uh, monks get to use wisdom, but yeah, yeah, but it's the same basic thing. Isn't there one of the one of the sorcerer types? Is it dragon ancestry that gets to add it as well? <laughs> uh, I I think there's something like that. Yeah, you, we'll we'll talk about that. You when can we get use to those extra hit points strategically as well when it comes to trying to hold your rage as well. Like mm-hmm. there's times where you can just essentially deliberately get hit because you're trying to hold on to yeah there's been there's been games where uh i've been stabbed by the party rogue just to keep me angry (laughs) i'm like thanks bud and i will remember that (laughs) add it to the list um the you also get uh you get your light medium armor um and shields a lot of barbarians go with the two-handed weapon but friends you have access to shields use them they're great um your saving throws are strength and constitution um, that goes without saying, right? Like that, that yeah, fits the flavor. Like that's an obvious one, right? That's the yeah. obvious one, right? You lift heavy things and you can take a hit. You have the D12 hit points. Yeah. Um, you Iron have, stomach. exactly more drinking. Um, you have your skills. Um, you get to choose two from animal handling, athletics, intimidation, nature, perception, or survival. Um, this is kind of casting the opinion that you are an outdoorsman. You're yeah. a woodsman. You're an outsider. You're you, yeah. like you're from a tribe. You're a bit feral. You're, you're a, a home bit in the wild. Feral is a good word for you're home in the wild. Nobody really wants you indoors because you smell a little bit anyway. Which is interesting because in previous incarnations, we've had the barbarian who was able to be like the the drunken brawler, mm-hmm. right? So it is kind of a more urban feel to him. Yeah. But the the abilities don't line up. Right. With that, as a as a general rule, right? Mm-hmm. The idea is that it's. I mean, animal handling is on that list. 
you shouldn't have animal handling if you're from water deep, right? Yeah. So yeah. So um, now that we've kind of broken those down, you get your rage and unarmed defense. But we're getting into the things that I want to start talking about. So guys, we're gonna grab our d20s. I want to talk about what are your favorite abilities that they get, what they do, and uh, let's start talking about a little bit of the flavor of the class and what your favorite is. So grab your grab your dice. Okay. Let, or your double dice if you're Adam, and roll it. Disadvantage. Oh, 18, 18 son. And uh, I rolled a 20, but you have disadvantage, so, so disadvantage, you get the 4. So I get the 4. Ah, what did so you get then? I, I rolled a 4 as well. Um, so we're going to roll off then. You and I get to roll off. I have disadvantage. i got a really little dice. Roll off. 6. Versus? 4. Which means I'm with disadvantage, I'm still going second. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. I am terrible with dice. We all know it. Yep. Terry? Okay, so we want to know about my favorite abilities, and you said one other thing. Uh, flavors and archetypes. Uh, okay, so... What sticks out to you as a barbarian? Um, I, I mean, for me, I like to try and think of barbarians a little bit differently, as I like to put twists on things. So you have that that stoic kind of warrior type, that Conan mm -hmm. type, or you can do like the Celtic thing or Viking thing, like what Adam was saying. Um, and, I, and I love those archetypes, but I always try and twist it a little bit, like maybe... People, uh, maybe barbarians aren't just angry because they're angry because they're tribal warriors. Maybe it's about something that's happened in their life. So people like a tragic backstory for D and D. Yep. Uh, it's usually everyone's an orphan. Everyone's an orphan. There was yep. a fire. Oh, you killed your parents, or somebody did. Inevitably, your parents are dead. It's like a Pixar movie. Yeah. Um, but oh. quite often, what will happen there? Sorry, Dad. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. I just, I've got young kids. I'm like full of Pixar movies. Well, let every me babysit them. I'll tell them some stories. They're gonna love me. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't that. Do that will never don't do ever that. happen. Good. Don't ever trust me. Are you like Mary Poppins? Um, <laughs> I would be like Barry Poppins, which would be your irresponsible brother. <laughs> Opens up the backpack and just starts Terry pulling Poppins, out endless bottles of beer. I was thinking, <laughs> we're going gonna... to learn about craft beer today. Anyway, so, um, but you know, quite often when you have these tragic backstories, the characters will... <laughs> what? <laughs> these tragic backstories, the characters will become like kind of quiet and sheltered and they'll maybe kind of be a little bit dark and they'll pull their heads down. You never see their eyes. Yep. I like the idea of going the other way. You've had such a tragedy in your life. That's where your rage comes from. You are unhinged. You're not necessarily a tribal warrior. You're just a, a regular person, but really you're unhinged. So when the slightest thing happens, like you go into battle, all that trauma comes back and that's where your rage comes from. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I want to look at barbarians going forward. So just putting a different spin on it. It doesn't always have to be a muscular shirtless man, although we do love those. Okay, <laughs> wait. I just, no, you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. No. Adam? Um, I, I want to talk about the abilities that are usually forgotten about. Yep. Um, everyone is aware of the rage. That is a thing. It yeah. is the number one thing about It's barbarians. on the table. It's an important Right. And, and everything about them is rage-based. And you start to get into the subclasses. While you rage, this happens. And if you're raging this, right, and on and on and on about it, we uh, we didn't mention their one downfall is that, is this in 5th edit? Like, you would know, Dan, where um, you cannot cast spells while raging. Yep. Yeah. Still in. True. Okay, yeah. so that's still in the... Yeah. Okay. Um, it, I never, I, I was about to say I never played a barbarian. I have played a barbarian, but I didn't get above level three. But it's even so. more than that because some people will try to cast a spell and then rage and just rely on the concentrate. You cannot concentrate on a spell when you're in. Yeah. So I mean, it's, if you it's, cast thematically, that makes sense. Yeah. Thematically, that makes sense. But I want to talk about things like reckless attack, right? Which is your trading advantage, mm -hmm. right? But remember, you have to declare it on the first attack of, of the round. You can't attack once, say, oh, shit, I missed. I have to hit this time. I'm yeah. going to declare it now. Right? So it's... But then it's every attack on your turn. So if you're hasted, 
and you want to use your bonus action for uh, an offhand weapon attack, that is five attacks yeah. with advantage against an enemy who potentially can only roll once against you. Yeah. So this can be really powerful depending on on your party build and and what's been cast upon you. Um, the other thing is uh, is danger sense. That's the one with the. If I remember correctly, you have like essentially trap it, sense. It's it's uh, advantage on dexterity saving throws versus things and effects that you can that you see. Can see. It's like right? spidey sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, more not quite because spidey sense will trigger if you can't see it. You lose the ability of danger sense if you are incapacitated, deafened, or blinded. Dan, you trigger me even if I can't see you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's uh, but but this one is important because a lot of good people, to know I'm doing my job. A, a lot of people don't really understand that danger sense can kick in a lot of the time for stuff like if you know that that trap exists. The rogue said, "Hey, this trap exists," and you are aware of it, and that goes off. You can see that it's there. Yeah. You know it's coming. You have advantage. You may not be able to see the dart flying out of it, but you can see the trap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's a lot of stuff like that. You know what? I can see a fireball getting shot towards me. Right. All of this stuff matters. And people forget to roll their deck saves yep. uh, with advantage. And it's really important. The other one, I mean, um, extra attack is is pretty standard. standard. Yeah. Um, although it's sad that they don't get the fighter ability to get another attack. I thought I thought they should, or they at really, least, yeah. I miss the cleave ability yep. in in this edition, but that may be so not to dilute the fighter too much. I guess cleave is also yeah. a feat now, right? Yeah, I know. Well, it was feats before too, right? But and and like as a barbarian, you're you're probably going to use some of your ASIs, like your ability score improvements. You're probably going to take those as feats, and you're probably going to take things like Great Weapon Master and all these other yeah. things. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're not a cleric. You don't need four stats to be really high, right? Yeah. So you can do some of these funkier things. Uh, during the uh, Wizard Tower, I started, when I killed the Goblin and the Orc, you guys were flabbergasted that I had a plus nine to hit. And I'm like, dude, they're one stat. They're strength. Yeah. Like, they're strength and then con, I guess, a little. So like I'm, I don't, I still decks because they're going to be front row center and all of those area attack things, yeah. all of their um, having to balance their acrobatics. Like this is still to me a barbarian. Conan the barbarian wasn't a barbarian. He was strong and he could kill things, but he was a rogue. He was a rogue, like right. Yeah. So he was sneaking around. He was stealthy. He was climbing the side. Was it the Tower of the Elephant? I, I, it's been I, so long. I but. would like to point out that when you are not wearing armor. It's a lot easier to stealth than when you're wearing armor. Yeah, but I mean, you could. You're right. And when you have high decks and no armor, you can pull off stealthing around the elephant, uh, the tower of the elephant, tower of the right, elephant. Right. But my point is though that I would have decks as I would always have decks as one of my top um, uh, abilities. Yeah. Just because it is the save you roll more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, but I think it's the fast movement would would probably be my favorite thing. I would actually agree with you. I was thinking that as well. Because we've played with Monk in the past uh, and and a rogue that moves. How fast does Locky move, Dan? He, standard, he's 35, but with dash and all that other stuff. Like I think last he's session I, I hit 180 feet in one turn. Wow. Yeah, you went... Like, it was the action surge? Uh, yeah, yeah. I action surged and I like quadruple dashed yeah. so, and just was like, I'm going to go around the entire map three times now. Thank you. Bro. But I think it's so important for Barbarian to really remember that extra 10 feet because you need to be able to hit or not even to hit, to try to hit or to actually take damage. 
you need to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the you have to get to the bad guys. Yeah. But my favorite way, because we played with a barbarian. Uh, hi, Jamie, if you're listening. We, we played with a barbarian before you joined the campaign, Dan. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had a little overlap. But uh, I got to experience Boar in all his glory. Oh, <laughs> thoroughly glorious. And yeah. um, my favorite way of defeating him was by putting someone 45 feet away. <laughs> it just it just oh, that him. would drive me insane <laughs> we'd all know why you did it <laughs> and, and I, I i'm a bit of a strategist when i'm building my maps i spend so much time on them yeah but i think about that all of the time i think a lot of people don't a lot of dms just say oh and goblins in the woods the path is 15 feet wide and they're on the edge of the path yeah right you are the barbarian get in their face and hit everybody yeah, yeah you're right? one of your jobs really is to is to shift the focus onto you Essentially, you're causing absolute carnage so that the enemy's battle plan isn't working. When you're a barbarian that has 40 feet of movement charging at the enemy, you have five reckless attacks coming. Suddenly, the focus has to go on you because there is an effing tank coming at you. And that is one of the reasons I love their seventh level ability more than most everything else. Feral instinct. You get advantage on initiative and you cannot be surprised. Uh, Or sorry, if you're surprised at the beginning of combat and are incapacitated... You act normally on your first turn. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, you will, let's try to get this barbarian to go first because this guy is itching yeah. for a fight. And as soon oh, as it's possible, he's, he's happy that yeah. you've attacked him. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, so in your turn, as a barbarian, you have your movement, which is now 40 feet. I mean, if you're a human, I'm going go off the human. Yeah, no. standard 30 feet yeah. plus 10. So, yeah. so, so you're going 40 feet. So you are now in battle. You've used your bonus action in the first round to, to rage, rage, but in every consecutive round after that, you have the ability to, I mean, assuming you're not using some one of the subclass features, you have the ability to do an extra attack. So you are just pumping damage out. You don't have to hit the same enemy over and over and over again, like you do with some spells, like uh, you always have to target this, this one person, or if you hit, you have to hit them again. Yeah. A lot of the monsters have that, Yeah, right? They get three but, attacks, but on one target. But also, while you're raging, you are immune to any sort of phys- well, not immune, you are resistant, resistant against any sort of physical damage. Like slashing, piercing, and bludgeoning, you take half damage. Stock barbarian. Yeah, but <laughs> my, my other favorite thing about it is you always have... The interaction. And people don't remember to do that. And if you don't have an interaction, why are you not intimidating? You That should just be the fourth, uh, quote-unquote, attack that you right. do. Is your... <laughs> when you're in someone's face. I know, I just spiked the volume for you. Super there. peaks. But, but you should be screaming at someone and freaking out while you're doing it. Because you hit the first goblin, you hit him again with the second attack... He's dead. Offhand attack, you hit someone else. You didn't add your strength modifier, but that's okay because you're raging. Mm-hmm. You still have your bonus to plus two. And the third goblin looked at you and pissed himself and ran away because you screamed <laughs> in his face. Because you crit on your on your intimidation roll. Right? That is how a barbarian by stock. And you've probably goes. crit on another attack because you have the ability to give yourself advantage at any given point in time. And not only that, your crits are far more powerful with abilities like Brutal Critical. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you're going to use a Great Axe? Okay, well, if you, you get your D12. And if you crit, you get another D12. But, oh, wait, you're a Barbarian, so you get another D12. Yeah. yeah. And then if you're a Half-Work Barbarian, oh, you get another D12. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'll, I'll crit and roll four D12 yeah. damage. Yeah, that's just wolf. And, and I'm going to roll another attack after that one. So, good luck. And, and I think that of any one of the classes, the Barbarian is the one that I want to buff. 
with spells as another party member, mm-hmm. right? Because that will go just completely insane when you start putting haste or you start to give the, the opponents slow, yeah. right? When the Barbarian is just wading through. I love the Barbarian against hordes of little creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, up toe-to-toe against like a, a Basilisk or something. They're still pretty powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toe-to-toe against a Mind Flayer, they're going to have some trouble. Yeah. But but they're also going to be your ace in the hole in that situation. Yeah, because the Mind Flayer is going to be trying to wipe out the Wizard. Right, and the bard and the cleric pretty quickly. Yeah, and again, you're trying to shift the focus. Yeah, mind flares are fantastic against barbarians, but barbarians are well aware of that. Their job as the tank is to, is to soak up the damage while the other people are not getting hit and, and doing their yeah. damage. I, I would also caution you to say that if there's any class that is going to get mind controlled, it's going to be the barbarian. Yeah, your DM's going to target the barbarian because all of the mental stats are, are low, and they generally are, speaking. Just vicious. Well, that happened in our game. With you our lost barbarian. a leg. I lost a... Yeah, we use... Um, for those out there that don't know, in our home game, um, Adam gives us crit tables. Um, crit fails and crits and crit um, critical hits. So if you if you get a crit, you roll on the table, and essentially if something with regards to the environment or the battle is going to change, either in your favor or against it. And uh, our barbarian was charmed. And yep. ordered to attack me, crit, caused a shit ton of damage because barbarian, and took my leg off at the hip. Yep. Yeah, this is, and this was our own party member that just we just the look, the look on people's faces on the table. Everyone just kind of went pale. I was like, "This is what I'm here for, fam." I was like, "Take my leg off, let's do it." <laughs> it was we had, we literally had to roll time back to undo that. It was the only way. Yeah, we had to use like yeah. a minor wish spell, I think, for that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's the only way to counter a barbarian, right? <laughs> so like, there are a lot of good things, and that's why I love them. But like, they also. I love the way they're built. Like you said earlier that they're really unique in their build. And I like looking on ahead. Now, I've got a reputation as being the guy who multi-classes my way out of classes. Yeah. And barbarians are the one class where I'm like, I might just stick through it all the way through. Yeah, I because like some a lot of, their, of the capped stuff that most of them get. But what, what barbarians. barbarians get is ridiculously powerful. At 11th level, you get the ability to stand back up after you've fallen down. Love which... It. Doesn't sound that powerful that way, but when you are knocked unconscious, you get back up. Do half orcs have that as well? Half orcs get yes, it as well. So, so a half orc barbarian is redundant then, Dan? No, they both get it. So a half orc, and this only happens. Uh, so you could use it as a class ability and a racial trait. Yeah. So, so a half orc barbarian doesn't die. So no, I'm sorry. Or rather, shouldn't die. I'm sorry, that doesn't stack. Oh no, yeah, they're different abilities. Yeah, they they stack. No. They absolutely do not stack. Yeah, they do. There's no reason why they wouldn't. All right. Uh, let's that, let's read that, this out real quick. Because yeah. like, if you drop to zero point hit points while you're raging uh, and don't die outright, you make a constitution saving throw. If you succeed, you stand back up with uh, one hit point instead. Right. And what is it for the half-orc? Uh, for the half-orc is... Uh, just read it directly. The... If we can find it, we'll pause. Okay. Uh, I'll just read it directly then. Uh, the one for the half-orc is... That's halfling. That's human. That's Dragonborn. The They're fuck? not in alphabetical order in the races, and I don't know why. But the classes are. It's weird. Yeah, the classes are, yeah. Um, Relentless Endurance. When you're reduced to zero hit points and not killed outright, you can drop to one hit point instead, and you can't use it again until a long rest. So, okay. All right, I got that. What was the Barbarian again? Say one more time. And you make a Constitution saving throw. So if you fail your Constitution saving throw as a Barbarian, you just activate your, uh, like your Hail Mary Half-Orc ability and stand back up, and then you don't get that until another long rest. All right. But you get your barbarian ability. Um, 
as many times as you want, but the DC gets progressively harder the more you use it until you finish a short or long rest. Okay. All right. I'll buy it, but that's that's ridiculous. Because, and we're not going to cover it in this episode, there's zealot shit on top of that, which that entire subclass in Xanathar's is built around not dying and standing back up again. Yep. So there is just, there's this one kind of of warrior no. that is like it's like you guys remember those things from like the 90s those inflatable punching guys where you I hate it, those and they, they <laughs> hit the ground and come right back up again hate those. <laughs> I don't like stuff like that I don't even like stress balls because it stresses me out because you can't break them like I, I hate use your teeth my kid opened one of them when we were at a friend's house and just this white like a uh, talcum powder Everywhere I would be so afraid of like inhaling. I'm like, it's asbestos. Let's be honest, it's all asbestos. Yeah, it's right? probably not great. It's what it is. It's, or it's, silica. It's one of the two. Yeah, it's it's lead based asbestos and <laughs> silica. Yeah. Um. So, barbarians are just so absolutely fantastic, and their entire build is: I have a hip pile of hit points. You're gonna hit me, but you're not gonna drop me. You put relentless rage. Imagine being that guy standing across the field from someone with 11 d 12 hit points. You finally get them down, but they're a yeah. Total... But you're only, you're only rolling three on any one of your hit dice when you're rolling. Down. I actually roll pretty good on hit dice, but that's the one the, thing. The, the totem warrior, which takes then half damage from all sources but psychic. Yeah, we'll do on top of this. Yeah. We're going to talk about totem warriors in a minute. They're I yeah, freaking yeah, love them. Yeah. But they imagine that guy falling, then getting back up, and now he's taking half damage again. Drops, gets back up, taking half damage again. Like it's. You get a limited amount of rages a day, but they're so survivable once you get past You get a lot of rages, though. As you go up the levels, my honest opinion is I think you get too many. Five rages in one day? Like, it's, I think it's, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's too much. Okay, so here's, here's my perspective. I think you're absolutely right, because by the time you get that, what crazy-ass encounters as a DM am I throwing at you that are going to hit you five times before you long rest? Yeah. Yeah. Because even if I hit you, Mind Flayer, Beholder, uh, Young Dragon, and then I come at you with the Lich, and you're like, okay, you know what, we've done all of this stuff because we're level 19. Yeah. Okay? You're going to want a long rest anyway. Yeah. You don't need your fifth, you, you need your hit dice replenished. Oh, by the time right? you run out of rages, your spellcasters run out of slots two encounters ago anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and um, your bard has run out of slots. Yeah. Like, your bard has run out of slots. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I love what? you so much. Oh, we're doing parts next up. Next yeah, episode. Next episode. Right, right, okay. Yeah. Right, that, the thing you guys aren't right, paying attention down. to is the fact when you look at the level 20 capstone for barbarians, their rages go from six a day to uh unlimited. I'm just yeah, get as many angry. as you want. Alright, but okay, now here's the thing that and I'm gonna I'm gonna argue for a moment, I'm gonna go just a little bit off script for just a half a second. Sure. Um because I want barbarian people playing barbarians to really understand this. This is for all barbarians. Okay, so not just a subclass. When you hit zero, you stand back up again. There are a lot of monsters, especially undead, where it is written directly in it that when your hit points reach zero, you die. Think of the uh, Eye Tyrant has, right. has got um, uh, that, that ability. Uh, even the Spectre at level one has that ability. If four Spectres come at you and you are failing your con save, now you shouldn't be your Barbarian, but let's say you take a couple levels of exhaustion, hold on a sec, and you are getting knocked down again. When you hit zero, and your maximum hit points hit zero, you are done. You are dead. And there are some monsters that are built to counteract this barbarian 
yeah, features. That's so. why things like your Relentless Rage and your Half-Fork ability say when you hit zero hit points and don't die outright. Which means, barbarians out there, this is you have no ground to stand on if you're going to argue with your DM when he takes an eye tire into you and destroys you when you drop the first time. <laughs> oh, you got nothing. Yeah. It's in the rules. If you die outright from dropping a zero, which these abilities do, you will get back. You, you're you not getting back up. You're yeah. done. So I just wanted, start making death saves. I, I wanted to throw that that caveat out there because there's a lot of the stuff in the monster manual that I'm looking at that I'm like, it, uh, yeah, it, uh, it doesn't really um, apply to most characters. But this specifically does to barbarians. So <laughs> yeah. All right. So I want to move on, and we I want to talk about what our favorite primal path is. But before we do that, just a quick commercial. How cool would it be to hear your company name on this podcast? Pretty stinking cool. It's Mimic is ready to take our show to the next level. We want to partner with other awesome businesses to share your brand with our listeners. Please email us at info at itsamimic.com for advertising information. All right, and we're back. Um, I want to talk about our favorite primal path. So I just want to get this out there. With Xanathar's present, there are six primal paths that you could go with. We don't have the time to talk about it. We will be talking about Xanathar's content later. But if you look in your PHB, there's only two uh, primal paths to choose from. Now, those of you who are good at counting know that there are three of us at the table. And we needed to have another source. So we've added the Battle Rager from uh, Storm Coast Adventure Guide. Sword Coast. Sword Coast. I always say Storm. Storm Coast? Sword a, Coast Adventure Guide. My God, that's it. a better name. From Skag. <laughs> from Skag. So we'll roll and then we'll pick our favorite and we'll discuss it. Okay. Terry you, missed. You missed. You, he missed okay. again. Dan, Dan knocked my hand. This is, the, this is the best one. My dice, five feet from the table and it landed on a five. No, no. Get it and put it in the box. Name of my sex tape. Two. Two. <laughs> Terry's going last. I'm going with... second still with... I, and um, and my my other role was higher than yours. So. Yep, yep. All right, so Dan. So um, you are a tribal warrior. Yes, you, I am. You <laughs> uh, have braved the wide wastes. You are a nomad. You're all that other Name stuff. Name my sex tape. Brave, Brave the, the wide wastes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> come on, that's there's, funny. That's, that's, come on, there's that's, so much there. No, that's the name of your sex tape. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> I wouldn't touch you with yours. <laughs> we're, we, we, we're trying to talk about barbarians, right? Right. Men. right. Uh, so you have you come from a tribal nature, and you uh, feel a special kinship to animalistic nature and to all that. You will probably be a totem warrior. I freaking love the totem warrior and despise it at the same time because every single person at your level three ability chooses bear. Yep. It's just you get ha- damage from all sources but psychic. It is ridiculously powerful, especially when you consider the fact you get D12 hit points. Do you think it's OP? I think it's a little OP, to be honest. Now, it's only when you rage, so they've kind of done that, and you have to be really careful of the fact that it takes a bonus action on your turn to rage, right? So, if if you're jumped, if you're surprised, or you blow your bonus action doing something else, or you, you know, for whatever reason, aren't raging, 
you you're taking full damage, my friend, and you have to be okay oh, with that. Oh, who are you poor, taking full damage like everybody else? <laughs> when you're the tank, that's a big deal, right? It is. It but is. Uh, so the path of the totem war- warrior is a um, very shamanistic spiritual feel to it. Um, you embody the powerful nature of these spirit animals. Um, in the PHB, uh, you get access to bear, eagle, and wolf. Um, that's where it kind of focuses. In other books, you get like elk and leviathan and all these other really really sword coast adventures more. guide has, has more yeah it has, it, it has more xanathars uh doesn't have any but there's no. a bunch of third party ones as well that you could dip yeah, into if you sure like just look them up um eagle is uh it's okay um when you're it, it's, it's all movement right it's all movement based right and and that's what wolf, i like though I like I like causing chaos and moving around a lot. Yeah, but Wolf and I like Wolf here. Wolf is sometimes taken because it is very party centric. It's like the rogue, right? Where yeah, it, you got to be flanking people. You pack tactic mm. level yeah. ideas. When raging, your friends have advantage on melee attack rolls against any creature within five feet of you that's hostile. Hmm. So if you're wading into that pile of goblins, you now. Gain, you're, you're granting advantage to all of everything so around. So now you. your fighter and your paladin coming with you are both getting that as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they're they're ridiculous. Um, at level six, you get your aspect of the beast, which is when those totem powers become more powerful. Um, I would like to point out this gets missed a lot. You don't have to say choose the same totem. If you chose bear for level three for level six, you could go eagle. Mm-hmm. You could go wolf again. Right. You don't have to. You don't have. So to. if I start with bear and go eagle, I can end up as a beagle, eagle as a beagle. Totem, a yeah, uh, an eagle bear, and then you're... a more majestic owl bear. <laughs> whoa, whoa! <gasps> you could be... owl bears are thoroughly majestic. Oh, and I'm sorry, you said before. Yeah, no, I was wrong. I was hoping that, that they're Damn, really intelligent. And no, they're not. They're dumb as balls, man. They yeah, are, they are. They got a negative four. No, no, I was thinking bugbears. Could I be a level twenty? I was man thinking bugbears at that point. Can you be a level 20 man bear pig? Dungeons and Dragons, my friend, you can be anything. Yeah. Polymorph is a spell. <laughs> um, and then at level 10, you get the ability to commune with nature. This sides with your level 3 ability to uh, cast other rituals, which are speak with animals and uh, beast sense. So it's very in tune with get it, getting animals and moving on with animals. And then at level 14, uh, you get further totem powers that are bear and eagle centric. I'm, I'm you got the ability to read people like you could you could really dive into it just remember the bear is going to be more individual eagle is going to be more movement wolf is more party centric i mean yeah that's fair and then the other ones too uh elk is, elk is movement as well yeah. but it's it's weird things like overland movement and it's like who mm. why more like exploration and, based and yeah just for the record you can be man bear pig mm. at level three because you can be totem with a bear with the li- uh, lycanthrope so you've been bitten by a werebore Oh which goodness. is a thing. So level three, you can be man bear pig. Write this down. Yeah. So next character right there. <laughs> next NPC. Okay. So that's the totem warrior, Adam. What you got? Uh, I got the battle rager, and I love the battle rager because uh, Jeff, you guys looked into this at all? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Not battle rager. I have. Uh, all right, Terry, you, sit down. You're in for a treat. I'm already sat down. <laughs> sit down further. <laughs> lower your seat. Actually, this chair does lower, but then uh, I'll be so far away from the mic. So. Uh, my favorite thing. <laughs> we already get enough complaints that you're too quiet. So yeah, that. <laughs> um, yeah, you're a half. One up, day we're gonna one. do behind the scenes picks, and I'm gonna show these people the bullshit I go through to try and get loud. <laughs> so. Uh, my favorite thing about it is the very first thing it says, the first six words in this are known as cold, uh, cold, no, cold jarg, cold jarg. 
and then in brackets, literally axe idiot. <laughs> that is where we're going. And that is my favorite thing about the Battle Ranger. Oh my god! And I'm six words in. It's what, was the, what was the word? The the technical word that you used? Cold uh, jar. Uh, cold jarg. Cold it's jar. a dwarvish word. Yep. So here's the thing about it. Um, Battle Ranger is a very dwarven flavor. As a matter of fact, there's a restriction on it. You can only be a dwarf Battle Ranger. Really? You cannot be a Battle Ranger anywhere else. You can only be a dwarf. Uh, it actually says right in it that your DM can lift this. This is just in Forgotten Realms. Yeah. But the idea here is that it's a it's a part of their culture. And <laughs> the wonderful thing about it is you're adding spikes to your armor. And the idea is that you are hugging people to death. Yep. There's there's actually a character in uh, the Forgotten Realms books written by Ari Salvatore uh, who is this character. There's Pickle, who's the dwarf druid, and I forget the name of the other guy. Leave it in the comments. Yeah, leave it in the comments. Um, but, but he's fantastic. He's just foaming at the mouth, hugging people to death. Yeah, all right, so here's here's the thing. Well, you're wearing the spiked armor, and there's stats for it. So you can get an AC up to, to 16, mm-hmm. depending on your decks. You have disadvantage on stealth, and it's only 75 gold pieces. Yeah. So you can pick this up by level 3 if the party pitches in. But here's the great thing. While you're wearing it and you're raging, as a bonus action, you can make a melee weapon attack with your armor spikes against a target within five feet of you. So that's normal. But you get to add your strength damage to it, which you don't get to do on the, on any other bonus actions, you right? You could body slam prone targets. What you're doing is you're supposed to be body slamming. Absolutely. Um, Thibbledorf Pwent. That was his name. <laughs> All right, then. When you grapple someone, they automatically take three piercing damage. Nice. Um, at sixth level... Uh, you uh, also gain temporary hit points that last till your rage ends. Um, beginning at 10th level, you can use a dash action as a bonus action while you're raging. So now you are jumping into a pile of things no matter how far away they are, right? Because that's at 10th level, so you've already got your um, your fast movement mm-hmm. um, that you get at, uh, is it 5th? Uh, I think it's 5th. 5th, yeah. Um, <laughs> level 14, here's the best, Spiked Retribution. If someone hits you with a melee attack and they're within five feet of you, the attacker takes three piercing damage if you're raging and you're not incapacitated and you're wearing the armor. So they hit you, they take damage. So you go up against something like a like a roper, those things are going to be a bit of an issue. You get a couple of ropers coming at you. Yeah. They grab you. They don't want to grapple you all of a sudden. Yeah. They're taking damage. Just by, by holding on to you, you are fucking them up. You're the only player or character ever to actually be trying to get grappled by a roper. You're yeah. charging at the roper. Yeah, absolutely. You are diving into its mouth. So You're so, asking for hugs. So, so hold While on. foaming at the mouth. Like, as, as a DM, I, I don't want anything that's going to swallow you. Right? How many of the huge and, and, and gargantuan creatures try to swallow Just people? It's like but a reverse kidney stone. Like, I'm trying so hard here to, like, hold it. I'm trying to be professional. I really like our podcast, but I can't talk anymore about gargantuan creatures trying to swallow me because it's just, it's right there. Okay. <laughs> no, the wide waste was my sex day. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so um, the, yes, Dan, so that No, I just defeated you both. I have, I have so, nothing to add. So, but nothing I, I would add. definitely have the fact that this guy is going to get, like, caught in a, in, like, a Leviathan's throat, right? If it, if it, Swallows that creature. He's doing damage and it's going to get thrown back up again. Yeah. Right. I would add things like you can add poison on your on your spikes. You can, as a bonus action, if you're not near anybody else, just slap your spike, take one d four hit dice yeah. with the damage or the three piercing, and keep your rage alive. Right. It is so much fun to be a battle rager. And now I'm thinking outside Forgotten Realms. Why wouldn't I give this to a chromatic dragon, mm-hmm. or dragonborn? Why wouldn't I give this to a gnoll? Yeah. Right. Uh, even Goliath, who 
typically don't wear armor. I would give them like some They're sort of... They're huge. Could you imagine seeing like a like eight foot tall spiked monstrosity yeah. screaming down a hill at you? That, that's just a whole world of nope but also, running towards what you. What about as the DM using the, those creatures out there that can throw other creatures? Like you take the damage from grappling them, but I would throw the battle rager at the rest of the party. A halfling take battle that rager. Damage. Here's a spike ball coming at you. No, oh, absolutely. I think Fastball special? Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, I like. I just think that the battle rangers from a flavor standpoint a lot of fun and i would just happen to put on my dwarf my dwarven battle ranger drunk all of the time yes. oh yeah let's do this and then he, and he goes right like <laughs> just slap in their own face get <laughs> yeah. psyched up yeah. oh i gotta play this character now yeah no yeah i want to as well so i i i would like to talk about how is wolverine from the x-men a dwarf like do we, do we, is he a dwarf? Well, he's, he's, well, he's short, he's and short. he's basically he's, a battle he's rager. Five seven in most no imaginings. Beer. Yeah, but he's hairy as tits. <laughs> yeah, okay. you're the first person to say that. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah right, sure. right, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of Canadian boobs you've been looking at? But <laughs> mostly Adams. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Anyways, so, Terry, you're next. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about Path of the Berserker. And weirdly enough, because I I know for weeks and for you guys, for months, I've been talking about Barbarians are boring. It's playing the game on easy mode. It's this. It's that all they do is get angry and hit things. But I was researching the Path of the Berserker more for the podcast, and I was getting increasingly more excited about it by the, the different ways you can use your rage mm-hmm. uh, and how it's... Um, it's almost like for the character, you know, we sometimes say people get angry and rage. It's kind of like a weakness, but it's really using it as a strength by the, the fact that at different levels, a sick level, you can't be frightened or, or charmed while you're raging. So now you're even more of a problem. You're even more chaotic. Um, you get intimidating presence. And when you get to 10th level, which I, if I remember correctly, is that uh, enemies have to make a wisdom save you throw against you or they become frightened. So now you're amongst those mobs or those, you know, those larger groups of enemies causing chaos and they can't even attack you back. They just have to try and run away from you, and you just keep parring the pressure and parring the pressure. Oh, man, I would like a gymnasium scenario where there's one barbarian running around and just just cobalt. Tag. Yeah, (laughs) just just scampering away. No, I got 40 feet of movement. We have a a kids game in the UK. I don't know. You might have a similar thing in Canada. You call it differently. We call it stuck in the mud. It's like tag, but but you have to No, that's a very different thing. You have to be 18 or over to play stuck in the mud. Oh, sorry. Okay, Uh, mud wrestling. Sorry. Uh, Right, yeah. yeah. Mud wrestling is what I'm talking about. We're going to have to throw disclaimer on this episode too. <laughs> but that's what it'd be like. Tag, and then you have to stay in the same place, just catching them up. Um, so all of a sudden, the berserker just became so much more exciting for me because I just like causing that carnage. Are you okay, Adam? No. You're losing it. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going. Just keep going. My inner monologue is just insane. You just keep going. <laughs> Your outer monologue so, is insane. What are you talking about? And I was, I thought I loved the Berserker for those reasons, but the Battle Rager took that one step further for me, and I became even more excited about it. So, yeah. But yeah. The one thing I, I, I want to note about the Battle Rager that kind of sounds weird to me is it is an official D&D product that adds a limitation and a requirement to get into it. I can't think off the top of my head any other class or archetype or anything else that has that. Sword Coast was a little bit weird with some stuff. Like the Purple Dragon Knight is like just a weird class for yep. players. We'll go over, as we go over the other 
the other classes. We'll touch on Skag here and there. Yeah. Um, I think every one of the classes is going to get a minimum of two episodes. There are so many yeah. schools for the wizard that we could spend five episodes yeah. on. Yeah, I know. But, oh, even the last thing for me for Berserker, I forgot to even mention, when you get to 14th level, now you get retaliation. So not only are you uh, causing fear to the enemies, those that don't get frightened by you, if they attack you back after you've done your five reckless attacks, they're getting punished for it anyway. So mm-hmm. to be a berserker is just just the beautiful type of carnage but, that I love to. But to don't do. you take a level of exhaustion? Yes, you do. Yeah, and that's the thing that would turn me off. Oh, I can rage five times today, but by the end of it, I am asleep. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, or and, dead, and yeah, or, or potentially dead. Right? Like, and that that was a weird limitation for me. Is you can rage five times, but you get five levels of exhaustion. That mm-hmm. seems a little nuts to me. Yeah, I think the exhaustion goes away after a while. That's with the frenzied rage, which I did forget to mention, but that is a third level um, ability that you get. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When you go into a frenzy, and 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 here's the thing: is now you're moving at half speed, so that gets rid of your other barbarian stuff. You got a level of exhaustion, so you're rolling with disadvantage to hit. Mm. So even when you're reckless attacking, you're it's a wash. Yeah, right. I don't understand why frenzy. uh, The berserker honestly is my least favorite thing. In the player's handbook. Yeah. Because it seems like it takes everything good about the Barbarian and then punishes you for it mm-hmm. when you frenzy. So, I don't know. I just thought that was a little strange. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of a time where... I mean, I've never played Barbarian. You know, I'm just now getting excited by it. But I can't think when I would use frenzy that much. I'm sure the avid Barbarians out there are probably screaming at me right now all the times that they oh, would. Dan, I don't know if there's a time when you like to frenzy. Um, The thing is, when you have Warlocks in the party... You're going to be taking those short rests. You're going to be taking those rests. You need to get rid of those exhaustions yeah. far more frequently. And when you have spellcasters in the party and you have these five rages, you're still going to be getting through them. So, like, the exhaustion doesn't really hit you um, as hard as you think it would. Mm. Now, I'm I'm talking from the perspective of a guy who's currently playing a campaign where every other session I get, like, four stages of exhaustion and I lose all my proficiency bonuses and all these other things. Yeah, you're just bad at D&D, yes. yes. My dice have proven that with the stats earlier. Yes, blame something else. Continue. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, the exhaustion... say it, otherwise. It, exhaustion, the first level exhaustion and even the second level of exhaustion isn't too crippling. I don't know, that half movement as the guy that needs to mm. keep the rage alive... Yeah, if you've got, not being able to get to someone else is, is if a you've problem. got half movement, it now takes you two rounds to get to the enemy, and that means depending on what level you're playing at, but that could be anything up to a time stop spell now gets cast because you didn't get in their face. Yeah, so so here's my my thought, and I said before, but using the intimidation as your as your interaction, it's so much more important if you have these two levels of exhaustion because now you're only going twenty feet. Yeah, right, and so uh, it takes you your dash action to get there. Your bonus action, because you need to be able to attack with your action in order to get that bonus action attack, right? So that that um, that interaction now needs to be in like some sort of intimidation. You need to scream so they hit you. Yeah, yeah. Because you're relying on them attacking you next turn. And DMs, you need to be aware of the fact that they're doing this tactic and it's legit. You can't have the goblin suddenly go. Oh, that's a barbarian. I'm not going to hit this round. Yeah, it's more strategic it, if I aim for the wizard when the barbarian is clearly doing an intimidation tactic yeah. to draw your attention. Yeah, so, so be aware of the role play in combat for barbarians. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's uh, that's us. So uh, I want to move on to starting about creative builds and whatnot. But before we start doing that, Adam, we got a shout out. Yeah, uh, I want to do a shout out to uh, on Instagram, 46 underscore drop underscore lowest. Which is, um, for those of you who do point by, this is how a lot of people, this is the other standard way to, to get your stats. Yeah. Um, 
is you roll 4d6 and then you, you drop the lowest of the d6 and add up the other three, right? So mm-hmm. anyway, um, creative name. I like the name, but I like the page better because he's full of D&D memes. And it's a riot. He's uh, he's up there with the uh, with uh, send noobs D and D and break your heroes. <laughs> break your heroes. Yeah, there are a number of different D and D meme pages out there, um, but uh, forty six drop lowest is one of the best. They're getting yeah, good. yeah, and then they're really growing fast. They're like, getting they're, good now. They've yeah. got some quality content on there, man. Yeah, so uh, go check them out. They're on Instagram again. It's for the number D, the letter six, the number. Underscore drop underscore lowest, uh, and that's on Instagram. So check them out; they're absolutely hilarious. Yeah, awesome. Beauty. So final topic. Let's grab our dice as I start this up. I want to talk about a creative build for a barbarian. Okay. Terry, yep. you have said you don't like them because they kind of suck the fun out of the game. They are playing the game on easy mode. Yes. So let's get creative. Let's talk about a creative build that we could go with this. Are you embracing? The, the tropes? Are you fighting against the tropes? What are you doing? Let's roll the dice and let's talk about it. 17. 16. Oh, you got 17, Dan. Well, <sighs> I guess I finally came in last, but still with the... With the is that a 5? That's a 5. five. I, I'm still rolling better than a lot of you, you guys. You do. This is just strategic. I haven't, I haven't botched. It's like right? uh, you you have to deliberately lose sometimes, otherwise we stop believing that it's true. Yeah, there we go. This is It's all, it's all in your minds. So, Dan, you're the DM. You get to go first. How boring... <laughs> take it away that's actually a number that i like to how often the dm actually gets to go first as well yeah all right i'll, I'll bring that for, yeah we need uh, more numbers 15. crunched yeah episode 15 i'll bring it so i get a lot of crap for being the guy who rolls barbarians half orcs that are named reason. oscar yeah and that's going. your point okay my turn no no no, no. <laughs> so um i would like to talk about uh my half orc barbarian that i am going to be using in a campaign as soon as i can i started rolling him funny enough for pathfinders uh second edition for a playtest i was doing with my buddies um and the way that system works it, it blended really easy and it sparked this flame that i really want to chase it i built him in uh um in fifth and it's gonna be great so his name's oscar because it has to be but he is a um, death-worshipping barbarian. I wanted to have this character who... Oh, you should make him a zealot too, so he worships death. No, no, no. There. I'm actually like... Ooh, not not like... I don't want him to be goth, but I want him to be a death-worshipper. So what I was thinking of very... No, you should go goth. I'm no, 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 dying about the misfits. This is, this, is my, this is my thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so are you thinking Klingon then? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking a little Klingon actually because it's very ancestral. If today is a good day to die. Today's a good day to die, uh, but also very... Uh, uh, reverential when it comes to what is he uh, referencing? Uh, reverential. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a word I'm making it up because he has reverence towards death. There it is. And gotcha. other stuff. Okay. So uh, he is a path of the ancestral guardian barbarian. He is powered by his ancestors, their spirits, all these other things. That's why he worships death. Um, but he's dipped a couple levels into the warlock. That's what I do. No, <laughs> oathbreaker paladin. Ooh. Just to have that little bit of an ability to be like, I'm a death worshiper, so fight my undead minion. Like, just a little bit of that. Because you don't need con- concentration. It's fine. So, I like that. That's kind of yeah. cool, yeah, actually. That's all right. So uh, uh, I wanted him to be more engaged in social encounters. Like, he's not. He's going to be the more Conan barbarian level of, oh, what is good? Oh, you know, to destroy your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of their women. Like... 
that's the kind of character I want him to be. He also says that in his sleep. That, mm. that exact phrase. It, over and over and over and over <laughs> yeah. again. It's my favorite part of the movie. Anyway, so, uh, Terry, you're next. Yeah, you okay. Well, actually, you know, that was pretty good. I don't know if I'm going to beat that. So, um, I was talking earlier on in the podcast about how I like to try and flip things and look at things from different angles. An upside-down barbarian. An upside-down barbarian, correct. Yes, so a CrossFit athlete that walks on their hands everywhere for some reason, but also gets really mad because they're hungry. Um, but, no. Jokes. Um, I, I think so like most CrossFit athletes. Okay, <laughs> come on. We love them. We love them. Um, so you know when you're making backstories for your characters, you kind of have those tropes for like things like rangers and stuff. Yeah. Oh, they have a longbow. They live in the woods. Maybe they ride a, a dire wolf or something like that. It's like a beastmaster. I start to look at the tropes from the other classes to then apply it to a barbarian. So now I'm thinking angry hobo that lives in the woods. So I take a classic, like, a ranger-type backstory, yep. but put a barbarian class to it, and now you've just got an angry, crazy person that lives in the woods. And I think I'd like that uh, idea more. And, and his rangers... <laughs> 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 or, <laughs> he's just sitting there, and he's got a bag full of cats that he throws at people. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I love it, I love it. Or you might he's go... got a familiar, but it's just a raccoon that's scared of him. <laughs> or you might go... Um, like a typical kind of a cleric uh, type backstory where it's like that acolyte type yeah, thing, yeah. like a like a man of the cloth, but barbarian. So now you just have like angry priest all the time. <laughs> so the most, most inappropriate priest. Yes. If, if for any of you guys out there who like to watch uh, like a British or like Irish comedies, there's one of the 90s called Father Ted. It's about oh, yeah, yeah, no, a lot of Catholic yeah. priests that lived on an island. <laughs> and they were just, oh my God, what was the old guy called? I forget what his name. All, all I can think of, did you guys know the comic Battle Pope? Because that is a comic that exists. No, but that is exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, I think of like Preacher and like... the Oh, no, no, no. Battle Pope just like... like. Is it just a Pope that's super jacked with like... (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. He's a Pope because he's the last person uh, in the apocalypse that believes in Christianity. He's he's the Pope. He's like, I don't want to do this. He's like, the religion dies when he dies. Yeah, and so he just like wields this giant holy scepter and... Beats the shit out of zombies. Love it. Exactly. So I take love, a trope. I need to read this comic book. Take a trope or backstory that you one would naturally fit to another class and slap it on a barbarian and have the time of your life. Go. I'm now thinking of like sorcerer backstories. Like, oh yeah, no, I was uh, born deformed or, and twisted and thrown out from my parents because I have this draconic Oh, what about everybody just else? Just know you're just super, you were a really angry baby and you were thrown in a puddle outside. Well, you're talking sorcerer. What about if everybody else in the family got those sorcerer abilities and you were the only sibling that didn't get it? That's actually fantastic. So and now, that's where your rage comes that's from. That's where your rage comes from. So that rage that maybe that wild magic rage, uh, the wild magic that cousin, sorcerers have. Cousin Jimmy was casting fireballs, but I just dropped his face into the mud puddle and said, suck that. Like... Come so on. That wild magic that sorcerers will have that would usually come, you know, comes from rage or whatever within. Yeah. You don't get that. So now you're just angry all the time. That's so fast. I love all of these. <laughs> Adam, how are you no, going to no, talk no, this on. I want to go back to, to the hobo that lives in the woods. And I'm going to say that he's a dwarf and he gets the battle ranger class. Yep. Because he just wrapped himself in barbed uh, wire. Wrapped like himself briars. in barbed wire. No, no, in briars and like prickly briars. <laughs> and he's just running at you. Give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Or, or uh, one more thing before we move on. Oh, like, or or he's like your current character in the campaign where you have that one voice you're talking to, just yeah. as an ancestral guardian, is talking uh, barbarian. <laughs> yeah. So he's just talking to his ancestors the exactly. entire time. Yes, love yeah. it exactly. Uh, or oh, one more thing, I was talking. I watched. Uh, if anyone out there, uh, it's going to take a bit of a dark turn now. Seen the movie Lion? It's about. Uh, I won't ruin it, but it's about a homeless child in India that moves to another part of India accidentally on a train and goes to a part where they don't speak the same language. So it's a homeless kid. It's now in a place where they don't speak the same language. Even though we have common as the common 
language. I love the idea of this crazy, angry, homeless person not speaking the same language as everybody else. Like, speaking a, a different common. He only common. speaks no. Or maybe you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's back to the hobo in the woods but you know, like with in the, the player's handbook. barking at people. Player's yeah. handbook, you always get common. It's like, you get common and dwarvish. What about if they just get dwarvish? And they don't get the well, Hold on, and that's what I really like. Like, be a null because they get null and abyssal. The end. That's it. Love There's it. no common. Like, that's that's it. So, that's fun. Yeah. That, that's really fun. So Adam, that's me flipping They probably, around. actually, now that I say they probably get common and bolos. But, like, by standard monster manual, they, they don't get Oh, common. take it out. It'll just be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, I'm going to lean back on exactly what you said, but I did something just a little bit different. I've got a character that I play, uh, my uh, halfling barbarian Grisp. Absolutely love him. He's an NPC in your guys' campaign because he's my favorite thing in the world. Currently in the middle of doing some midweek specifically with him. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, buddy, you do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's foul mouth because he's a pirate. Right. His thing is that he is a pirate, but while every other pirate is a swashbuckling rogue, he's a barbarian who's just, a, he drinks too much. He uh, it just hates the world um, because he's been betrayed by previous um, uh, crews and whatnot before. So his rage... All comes from backstory. He was not raised an angry person. He was a happy little halfling. Then he went out to go live on the high seas and has just come back an embittered, salty old son just of a bitch. Salty, fun, yeah. But, yeah. but he also is uh, has three levels of bard in him because he gives himself inspiration to add to the hits because inspiration is not magic, so you can use it while you're raging. Yeah, and he rerolls ones because he's a halfling. Smart. So, um, I would absolutely, and when you start stacking that with your reckless attacks yeah, and, and your criticals and stuff, stuff mechanically Wolf. speaking, he is so over the top powerful, but he's also a halfling. So it makes a lot of sense for him. He uses two, uh, small war picks. They're just piercing damage scythes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uses them to climb the mast really, really quickly. Yeah. Right. And so he's got a whole lot of fun flavor to him, but his bard is, his bardic stuff is him going, uh, like singing under his breath. You guys haven't run into him singing yet. Yeah. But he sings under his breath like pirate tunes, like little ditties. And, and it reminds him of someone else that he absolutely freaking hates. And so <laughs> so now he's got this inspiration to rage. <laughs> and, and, and now he's just this little bastard that's just kneecapping people with war picks. And he's just so much. And, he, and he's going to hit. Right? <laughs> Grisp, makes, is, Grisp is my like one of my favorite NPCs. I love it. But it makes perfect sense. Like, that still fits in completely with what the barbarian is. But we've moved completely away from Conan. Yeah, but yeah. And, and I got I got rid of the nature and the animal handling. In well, you just reflavored the, it to be more sailor and aquatic based as well, right? Well, I didn't even do that. I could have. I could have been like, oh, it's coastal this, and the animal handling's fish, and yeah. so on and so forth. But I didn't even do that. I just went with the physical stats that they get, the yeah. the athletics, right? Because he needs that as a pirate. Um, uh, but the other thing about him is that he super needs decks, right? Yeah. So. So he's all three physical stats and none of the three. He's not a good singer. He's he's, he's actually kind of bad as a bard, which is why he took it in early levels and just doesn't even bother with it anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he got just enough to be able to do Song of Rest, and that was it. So that's Song of Rest is third level? Second. Second? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, nice. so he's, he's my little barbarian. Oh, very Yeah, bad. I love him. Absolutely love them. So anyway, that's that's me. That's my answer. Okay. Um, well, uh, that. Do you guys have anything else to add? Because that we are regretfully coming to the end of the t- discussion of my favorite class in the game. Uh, uh, yeah, barbarian backwards is Nay Rab Rab. 
That's oh. that's the one thing you want to add? That's, yeah, that's that the note you want to go out on. Well, I was thinking that if you have a Knoll character who doesn't speak common, so he doesn't speak English, I would name him Nerabrab. Mm. And he would be my Knoll Barbarian. You've done this with a lot of characters. Like, we have Bernard, who is a bard. Bernard the Bard. And yeah, Gage, Gage the Mage. The Mage and uh, what was the... Uh, we have Eric the Cleric. There's uh, a lot Marion of the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a fifth one I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Like but, you've you've done this up. Oh, Orlock the Warlock. Oh, yeah, Orlock the Warlock. Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. You, you've you've done these with a lot of characters, so I'm I'm fully on board. Um, have him that language. Everything he does is just spoken backwards. Yeah, and very simple as well. Yeah. So like he's got four word uh, sentences, and that's all he does, and they're all backwards. Yeah, absolutely. He's just like Zatanna, but he's not casting spells. Yeah. So awesome. anyways, yeah. So uh, if there's nothing else. Terry, you got anything? I got nothing for you guys. I'm done. <laughs> we I'm have, done forever. We have redeemed the barbarian in Terry's eyes. Barbarian? I've always liked barbarians. I've always said it. <laughs> God damn. I'm out of my word. I'm out of my word. Also a massive hypocrite. Don't even listen to anything I say ever. <laughs> and on that note, I just want to say, guys, I love barbarians. They're my favorite class in the game. I, I'm happy that you guys see a little bit of the reason why. Um... Guys, it, play Barbarians. They're fun to dip into if you really need to. They're very powerful for that. But really, give them a try. Go full bore with them. This is coming from the guy who loves multi-classing. Go full bore with your Barbarians. They get so good so fast. And I, I just can't gush enough about them. Dan loves dipping into Barbarians. I love dipping into Barbarians. Just If you go full bore, does that take you closer to being the Man Bear Pig? <laughs> oh... That's good. We're ending the episode on that. We're yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. Done. Yeah, we're done. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's a mimic. We out. Thank you for listening to It's a Mimic. Check us out online at itsamimic.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have questions you would like answered by the guys on the show? Send them an email to itsamimic at gmail.com. Tune in every Tuesday for more.